I don't see couples on a daily basis being able to always look at the bigness. And when you say bigness, I find it could be like, well, I'll give myself an example. You know, Dippy didn't do this or he left the carpet open or he mm-hmm. he left the dishes out or something like that. But I know that Dippy's not a bad person. Is yeah. that my bigness? Is or, that, well, well, your that, bigness I know, is I know that his intention wasn't to piss me off or irritate me by doing that. Is that what the is that what the bigness? Well, it's just the story that we create from the simple fact that like we see that the, that the dishes are dirty, and then we see it a second time, a third time, and then we create this like, oh, dish, Dippy never does the dishes. Is that true? Not really. Dippy does the dishes too, but then we can start. We, can we call my wife and tell her? That? <laughs> you know, but it's like now if there's ten opportunities for you to do the dishes, and say you didn't do them five times, but or you didn't do them six times but you did them four times now the four times doesn't matter because you just never do the dishes and if that keeps being said oh you never do the dishes never do dishes now what's that going to create in you is so much like uh like you almost feel like you're on eggshells that fear (laughs) yeah but you almost feel eggshells you don't feel like you can be your natural self uh you don't feel like you can be imperfect and then that state causes you to f up constantly supporting her her um opinions of you not you know whatever the opinions would be listen i know that men are at least maybe just i don't know if it's italian guys or indian boys that mm-hmm. end up this way only because but maybe others is that we've been souls mothered mm, our whole yes. life like really to a to a detriment like right to the point where uh i remember being at my women are probably gonna be very mad at this but like, i remember being in my house with my mom and my mom would be like no, like, don't get up to get your glass of water. Like, you're eating dinner, I'll get you your glass of water. Things mm. like that, right? Like, treating me like, like, like my, my dad calls me the king of the house. Yes. Because every time I come home, my mom will make sure, like, like, she's doing everything for me. That's sort of what I grew up with. And that's mm. what I think certain men in maybe other cultures as well grew up that way, where their mom just overly coddled them. And then, then they move in with their wife. Peeps or men start thinking, oh, well, this is how it's supposed it's to gonna be. be continued. It's going to be continued. And, and my wife is going to do my laundry and they make all my meals. And, mm. and I understand, like, growing up in my house, like, both both my parents worked. So I knew that, you know, my mother was just equally as tired as, as my dad was getting home. But my dad had that old school ideology of, you know, um, the you wife get to takes sit care down of the relax. house. You get to sit down and relax. And that's just not the way it goes. And that, I, I saw that create tension in in my parents so when, when i i told myself like when i grow up and like i grew up in my life i'm not gonna be like that so i'm actively always thinking to make sure i help my wife out because mm. it's not her responsibility to take care of everything in the house of course and i know that she already has a stress level with her own life and her own job and stuff like that, and i don't want to add to it mm-hmm. by being lazy essentially so mm-hmm. i actively think about not being lazy and i'm not perfect i'm lazy sometimes but yeah. i think that's sort of where that dynamic comes from where and like i don't know i I read something funny that someone posted the other day is like uh basically my husband or boyfriend tells me that they can't find something that means it's not in their immediate vision at that moment so for Mm -hmm. me like i can't find anything in the house if if it's not right in front of me i'm like babe where's the remote yeah even if it's in the corner right here if i'm not looking directly at it i'm still gonna ask her where it is these are just like natural things you might look left right but if it's not but but if it's not in my immediate vicinity i'm asking my wife yes just get there quicker just get there quicker because yeah, I, I know like my that. wife knows where it is because yeah. i know she either put it somewhere or she's more responsible than i yes so i think it's also like it sort of shows you like just the roles mm. that you can take on in a household and i think men are just naturally like 
we want to be taken care of, right? Like mm-hmm. it's always people joke about like a sick, a sick man is. Hey, like, women want to be taken care of too, though. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, but I think it's like, um, I I think that it, there just needs to be a synergy. You know, if a woman happens to be uh, really good in bringing in the money, then she's gonna be the one bringing the money. Then as long as collectively the vision is achieved, which is a home, you know, responsibly paying your finances, living a joyful life, and having a, a social life, and all that, as long as that's achieved. Who cares who's covering what corner? You know, leverage the strength, leverage what's actually available. But, you know, um, if if it is the stereotypical, you know, way where it so happens that the woman in the relationship is, you know, um, you know, more the one that's keeping the home and everything, and, and the man is, say, bringing the money, so, the okay, the man's taking care of her being grounded and, and, and being taken care of in her physical, on a physical level, physical means, and a woman can nurture the heart. But it's like, it's just more so like, Nowadays, women are working and I'm finding and I'm hearing a lot from um, the women that I, I work with where they're married and they actually have to do everything that they did back in the day, plus yeah, they're working, that. plus the expenses are half and half. Do you want to, uh, that's like, is that abuse? Like the, how does, that's not, <laughs> that's not teamwork. That's not, cl- I would never want to be part of a team. I come from, I played sports. I would never be par- want to be part of a team where I'm not considered. No, it's true. It's just not fun, you know? And it really comes down to, you know, that's a beautiful thing about evolution. So I get that that's that? how it was in the past. A woman may think that, well, I'm just accepting my husband for who he is. And so mm. I'm taking on these roles. What, what What is that actually to you? Because I don't think that's acceptance. I think um, that's I enabling. Think, yeah, well, it depends on her emotional state. If she's genuinely in love and an inspiration, she's able to create her own life and she's doing it, then there's something that's going right. But if she's feeling suppressed, it's affecting the intimacy because there's a lack of connection because there's a lack of being able to express. But another thing is women are not enabling. They're actually um, communicating. And what's, what's actually happening is that there's a lack of ownership and responsibility because, um, you know, there's, um, there's, there's also a story around taking responsibility and what that does to, uh, you know, the manlyhood. And so, you know, I don't think that, I think, you know, women have evolved. We're, we're self-expressed. Um, we're independent financially. We've stepped into our masculine. So now we're more in balance and that imbalance is it's caused men to now being in their masculine. Now men are needing to evolve into their feminine to bring them to balance, which requires them to be vulnerable. So you have a a woman who's self-expressed, who's financially got her shit together, who doesn't need a man, but wants love, needs connection. And at some point, when she's feeling like she doesn't have independence because the past of just keeping your mouth shut or the past of, um, you know, just giving your man what you want, even though you feel, um, you know, your, your needs are not considered, that doesn't exist anymore. And so now the way women are showing up, it's, uh, it's forcing men to have to be vulnerable in that, in that story of feeling less masculine and saying, you know what, I'm sorry, you don't deserve to be treated that way. And, and then actually making it better. Do you feel like, and I and I'm, I just generalizing this because I feel that like I'm only using the information from the, the females and friends. That I and have. I know it's vice versa for men and women yeah, too. Yeah, it by goes the, way. the same. So, way. but I, but ultimately, the masculine, feminine energies is what we're. Do you feel you're finding in your practice, maybe in your clientele or people around you? Because I'm seeing this with people around me, that how do I put this? That women are finding a harder time as they get older being in a committed relationship because men aren't just 
stepping they're up. They're not evolving and stepping up with Yeah, them. they women have way more self-respect and it's like it's gotten to the point where they're is not that like willing. turning men off, you think? Like is this is this a phenomenon? I it, does, your... it doesn't matter if it's turning men off because it's, Or is it driving them away like this empowerment movement? E- even if it's driving men away, the reason why they're being driven away is because they're being asked to step it up and to and uh, take ownership and they're not. So in the end, men are not going to be happy either. Yeah, I they're agree. just going to be more frustrated. And so really it's like if you really instead of being if you ask why they frustrated well they're frustrated because what they feel like they can't be a man in the relationship you can be a man by saying sorry and stepping it up it's true you know so so again but that's the thing is if a man were to walk away being frustrated now he's in an emotional state do men really know how to nurture those emotions? And what that could look like they're frustrated is going to the woman and say, you know, I'm, I'm just a bit frustrated and finding it hard to connect with you. It seems like, you know, you're, I understand that you're independent. I understand that, you know, you have, have needs. Um, I'm not feeling heard or understood either. And just having that conversation rather than, you know, judging a woman for being too powerful and trying to put her down to, to teach her a lesson. Like that's yeah. just childish. And, and, and you're right. Absolutely. I think, I think childish is, is maturity is, is always the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. People always say that men like mature much mm-hmm. later than women. And I, I honestly believe in that. Yeah. Um, and, and I do believe, you know, you know, I, I do stand by women and I stand by men and um i stand by whatever whatever individual whatever role they're playing um but i do believe that there are some people okay because of the context we're we're talking in some women think they're self-expressed and think they're independent and act all entitled because that's you know women and i have a voice but it's like you know it doesn't have to look that way either because then we lose our essence as 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 um as feminine as divine feminine there's a way that we can do it where we can stand strong in love we just have boundaries so that we can um, help nurture and help facilitate, you know, the, the, the men who truly do want the love from us from a pure place, you know, we can teach them how to access that love through being a safe through vulnerability. Because if a man's being called to be vulnerable, vulnerability cannot exist when you're not in a safe space. So, you know, I think it's important that women too consider creating that safe space to give the man a chance and not being so, you know, hardcore. Um, but personally for myself, I think sometimes, like I know for myself, I could be per- perceived as hardcore because of how I show up outwardly, unless you're someone like you who really knows me. Um, you know, I've been perceived as too hardcore, but there, there's actually no effort to actually truly explore and understand. It was already a perception and a judgment. And then a, let's try to bring her down because she's too powerful. And it's like, yeah, there was, I- there's no real conversation. So, so I mean, it's all in perception and, and all that. So we need to know what role we're actually playing and take responsibility. But it's just important that we consider that we're dealing with human human beings and we're, you know, we all have feelings and we all need to be considered. We all want the same thing. So I would see situations in life where you talked about, you know, if you're, if you embody the empowerment and the growth and the evolution that your partner should be gravitated towards that and be inspired towards that same mm-hmm. journey. But do you think there's women or men right now in positions where they're embodying that and it's actually driving people away? What do they do? Is is there like, do you tell people, listen, put in the effort, work on this individual? At what point do you say this is either worth it to continue and work at or this is not? Because We're, we're never each other's responsibilities when it comes to growth. 
I'm not responsible for my partner's growth. He's not responsible for mine. However, if we are responsible with our own growth and we choose each other to walk alongside each other, we'll inevitably inspire each other because sometimes I may, might be low and I may need that inspiration as a reminder of who I am, not as an attachment of I need him, but a reminder of, man, that's really inspiring right now. He's, he's carrying me through emotionally, right? Yeah. And there may be times where he may be may low and I'm going to be carrying, but that's coming as a result of our own independent commitment to our own growth i think so it's never it's yeah, never a I, I matter think, of right. trying will, to fix someone will smith said something uh, that's been like floating on the internet recently but it's mm. very it's very dead on he's basically he's like uh you can't ex- it's you can't expect to make uh, someone else happy like marriage is two happy people coming together mm-hmm. it's and, it's and, actually and, selfish and coex and it's yeah he's exactly saying yeah. it's, it's selfish to tell somebody you have to make me happy if you haven't figured out how to make yourself happy. Or it's selfish to say, I need to make you happy. I'm doing things to make you happy. Yeah. Who are it's you true. to make a person happy? It's right. <laughs> it's exactly it. But my concern is that people in relationships or, or staying in relationships or entering relationships thinking that they can change that person. You know, I always see, mm-hmm. and I hate to say, I know we hate saying women, women and men, but from my experience, so I can only talk about my experience, is that. Mm-hmm women so desperately want they see i think the beauty about women is they they see the beauty in in everything Mm -hmm. they're just they're the beings that women are they can see potential they can see beauty they can see everything a man can become that they lose sight they lose sight of of, the fact that action needs to be taken so that it happens in this lifetime so they're seeing (laughs) exactly right they're, they're seeing things of what this person could be but they're often neglecting what this person actually is. Well, they're seeing who the person is, but they're experiencing who the person's choosing to be, to be. in moments. That's, much better than I yeah, so it's they actually do see the person for who they are at, at the core. Um, but again, it's like they're. I mean, so what do you tell that woman? Like, what do you, so it, it all comes. It all comes in the context see, like, of that thingness. It's. It, it, I can just imagine the frustration where you're with a man and you see the greatness in that man, but you see him behaving. The antithesis of that greatness is that's got to be the fresh. That's got to that be. What it all comes in entertaining him in his greatness. If he is, um, you, 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 you genuinely see him in his greatness, despite the fact that he behaves. You'll speak to him in his greatness, and and sometimes that could look like a very assertive conversation. Say, listen, I'm not here to change you, and I don't want to change you. I know that what works for me is I like to continue to grow in my life, and I like to feel good. I like to take care of my health. Um, I like to be responsible with my finances and that's what makes me happy. And I'm not here to change you, but if that's how you want to live your life, that's fine. It's just not going to work. It's fair enough. Keep him empowered. It's his choice. You're not taking away their power, but you're just saying, listen, I, I, you know, I, I think we could have a, I think we could have something spectacular, but in order to do that, unfortunately, you know, I, it's, it's going to be difficult for me to, to have that life. If you're going to be, you know, drinking beer every night when you know, and then, and then feeling miserable about your job. And I don't know what to do. Um, but I notice it's been like that for like four years now. And I'm, I'm really wanting to, you know, work towards this, whatever it is. And I'm not sure if, if this could work because I'm, you know, you, you've, and this is like something four years down the road, but like by then you, you, why were you with someone for, for four years even? Have you ever talked about a vision together? Like it's, it's much easier when you start talking about what it is that you desire, what you want. So the conversations are really just holding them accountable to their word. It's like, I know, I know, and this is something I'll, I'll say to Jeremy, Jeremy says to me, but I might be like, you know, 
I don't really care, but I know that um, you're not committed to being that way. You know, it, it, let's just say maybe he, he may have said something that may have been come across as a little bit mean. You know, it's like, you know what, if you want to say that, talk to me like that, that's, that's fine. But I know you're not committed to being that kind of man. I know that you're committed to be something bigger than that. And I'm just letting you know that that's, that doesn't work for you. That's amazing. Yeah. And then he appreciates and he's like, damn, because yeah, that's, that's because, like, I would be like, well, damn, you just complimented me and told me to fix my shit a little bit at the same time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, and it, it's, it's helping them to understand like, you know, if, when you're having real, con- this is why real conversations are important. Intentions are important because they anchor us back to intention when things get, you know, we live in an unconscious world. So things are going to get out of hand. Patterns are going to come out. So we have a reference to be like, you remember that conversation, that real conversation we had when we were, you know, when you have those conversations at the park or you put together your goals and your visions. Now it, there's clarity. The rest is about execution. And when, when you're off the plan, it's just a matter of like, just reminders. It's not about, you don't have to make it dramatic. And, and it's important once you have that conversation and, and the guy or the girl and the person says, you know what, you're right. Like, thanks for holding me accountable. And you say, no problem. I still love you. I just yeah. want to let you know. And you give them a hug and kiss and you, you genuinely return to love. You anchor yourself in what you want to see in your relationship with this relationship. And if that relationship cannot last, there's an inauthenticity in it and it needs to part. But um, there's a quote that I just heard um, from my friend who quoted from someone else, but it's time will either, um, time will either, uh, what was it? Time will either expose you or promote you. So it's just a matter of time that eventually if it breaks down, there's an inauthenticity. But you know, this is what I'm talking about, like really truly having commitment by me saying something like that to, to my partner and holding him accountable to who he is based on his word to the relationship. I'm that's a form of commitment on my part rather than being like, oh, and being annoyed by it and then getting and speaking to him like, you know, he's always disappointing me and then just getting attention from other guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, I want to I want to. And you said something, you said it beautifully. I want to mm-hmm. cap it off on this. I want to get your perspective on mm-hmm. You kind of, uh, when you took the voice of, you know, the woman speaking to the man, that's actually uh, a very productive way to speak to, I think, a partner. Mm-hmm. What would you say to men? And I know men think have a certain condensation about commitment and they have a certain association when it comes to committing themselves to a woman for the rest of their life. I think that women view commitment uh, very differently. Mm-hmm. What would you say from a woman's perspective to a man about what you know men are so scared of this thing called commitment mm-hmm. but i feel like women like yourself wouldn't are not afraid of commitment mm-hmm. what makes you not as as women what makes you not afraid of commitment and what I would you f- say to a guy in that mm-hmm. same tone in that same kind of language to mm-hmm. explain to him like how would you de-fear commitment yeah. from a woman's perspective if you were talking to a guy? Yeah, so I mean again, whether a man is, is afraid of commitment or not could be a perception, but a man who's truly afraid of commitment, I would I would question if there's been anything in men or women, if there's been anything they've ever committed to in life. Because once you understand the what comes from a true being truly committed to something and finishing something you started, you'll see value in commitment. And so a person has to value commitment in general, just the beingness. Um, but there are some men who are so committed to say their work, their job, right? Yeah. They're so committed to, you know, doing excellence. So it's not that they don't value commitment, but for some reason they maybe haven't found a connection with someone who understands their lifestyle and they are perceived as non-committal when really it's because they're either 
uh, attracting women who are just all about um, you know, what they have maybe, or, or, or again, women attracting men who are all about what they have, you know, so they're not managing these relationships, relationships well. So if they're getting into a relationship and they're really committed to their business, but they can't commit to a relationship from my experience, what normally happens is that a person who's so committed and causing so many things in their life, they're playing such a big game. It takes a unique person who has confidence in themselves to really know how to support a man like that, like that. or yeah. a woman like that. So, so, but if you're talking about a man who's not committed to anything in life, he can't commit to the relationship. It's not the relationship, the issue. He it's, can't even commit to himself. It's like, I would actually explore his relationship with commitment, period. Right? No, you're right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think uh, sometimes men... I think sometimes men's fear of commitment is linked in with uh, their fear of thinking that someone's not going to love them for who they are. Mm -hmm. So they're scared to like show. I think it's a vulnerability thing too. Like they're mm -hmm. scared to really show who they are mm -hmm. because they're afraid that the person on the other side of the table is not going to accept who they are. And let's just say the person didn't accept who they are. What because what do they make that mean? What does that mean? I think it's I think it's because men have such a hard time. You mean you failed? Or? No, it just means like listen like. Like, can it not just mean that that person's not for you and you go on to the next? It could, it, it could, but it could be that it just, men sometimes take a situation where, like, you know, we talked about the younger boy. Mm -hmm. When he's 21, a girl's going to break his heart. My experience was... Possibly, but he has possibly. a self-love foundation in him. Exactly. You've got to listen to this guy. Because <laughs> what happened to me when I was 21, a girl broke my heart, and I, that was it. I was like the one... The guys do But you didn't have... The, you didn't have the... You weren't taught the tools to know how to grieve I and wasn't. grow from it. Exactly. He's being um, taught... Like, he's going through the whole program, so he's understanding, like, grief and how to go, go through, you know, proper grief and how to self-love ourselves through things, because he's been through traumas more traumas by the age of 16 than most people go through by the time they're 50, okay? So he's been through a lot. So the, a lot of who he is and this wisdom that comes out of him is because he knows what he doesn't want. Yes. And so, um, but he has the tools to know how to forgive and grow and he's seeing the results but from it. So a heartbreak will just be a, and I get that, that this is why in, in, you know, when we become aware of how much something works and how much it helps and we become aware of how much is a huge issue in this world, it's our responsibility to act. So. My, my, my part as individual is I recognize where there's a struggle. I recognize that I have an answer. I create, um, you know, a possibility and I serve it. So most people don't, but though there are a lot of programs, a lot of things out there that are available to us. And if we really want it, we'll find them. So, you know, this, this child has been able to access this program and, and through the story of being inspired through his parents who actually took the program. So, you know, it is available to us. While we may not all show up this way, we all have access to resources, all, all of us. And uh, I think you're right. I think I hope that younger men in the generations behind me have access to conversations like this, have access to people like you mm -hmm. uh, that can guide them through uh, being a regular emotional human being because men have been taught not to be this way, but I think it's against our own nature. Mm -hmm. Embracing our feminine is part of who we are. And I think it's against the pattern, but I really don't think it's in against our, it's our nature to love. It really it is. is. Yeah. What I'm saying, I think, I think the, way, the way that your, I It's grew, against your programming. The way that I was living, I was living against my nature because I was living in this masculine that was so blind. I was just following because it's all I've been ever told is that mm -hmm. when really I started embracing the feminine side of me, which is always who I've been, mm -hmm. I just allowed myself to come and feel comfortable in that that my life has got exponentially better when it comes to relationships and mm -hmm. people and communication, all those things. I definitely want to end it off there. That was an amazing conversation. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I want you to let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, my Instagram's at uh, Dippy R, so that's D I P P I R. Uh, I know Rosa, you have a lot of stuff going on on the website. So. Yeah, you can definitely follow me on Instagram at I am Rosa Rago, or check out the website I am and you can check out the workshops, the, the programs, and everything that we have to offer. Perfect. Well, and don't fun. forget to subscribe to our channel. Yes, and I'm looking forward to the next conversation. Okay, cool.